0: That is good everybody. Welcome to episode ninety five of Defenders of the Bank sitting across the interwebs from me in beautiful, world famous Philomonster studios, Christian Philly Philemon. What's up, Defenders? Thank
1: you, the mouth of the South Bay, JR the Scarf Liebert, for that awesome intro.
0: <laughs> I don't know how awesome the intro was, but I'll take it It's always
1: awesome when we're doing an episode, my man Always awesome The fact that you and I both have angst and lungs in our air Until now, until the time they put us six feet under Or freaking burn us Everything is amazing, bro
0: Philly was about, what, 20, 30 minutes ago Taking several rips out of a beer bong So there was that I got to see that live on House Party That was fun Also, My way Philly- of
1: attacking the coronavirus is by drinking Corona seltzers through a beer bong <laughs>
0: So Philly, that's oh god, that might be the whitest thing I've heard you say. Drinking Corona. No, Seltzer. If I would
1: have said White Claw would have been the whitest thing ever.
0: Yeah, I think White Claw's <laughs> maybe even more socially acceptable than Corona seltzers, but that might just be me. Hey, so this episode 95 thing got me thinking, Philly, you're an East Coast guy. You ever been down the I 95? I have been down the I 95. Yes, I have many a times. But it's funny that
1: an interstate highway is what makes you think of the number 95. Because for me, it brings me back to Super Bowl twenty, And you Bears fans out there will certainly appreciate this. We're calling this the Richard Dent episode. For those of you who don't know who Richard <laughs> Dent was, he was the MVP of Super Bowl twenty. That was the year the Bears beat your New England whatchamacallit scarf. That's right, whatchamacallit. You will get no love... From New England, from me, Scarf. Not, be, not because of the fact that I am a New Yorker and a bitter Jets fan.
0: That's quite all right, my friend. Hey, don't forget, by the way, Richard Dent, for all of our 49ers fans out there, played for them for a year. And look, I was an Eagles fan before I became a Patriots fan. I'm now no longer a Patriots fan, as we have documented several times now on this show. Because, of course, Tommy Terrific, the greatest player of all time, no longer on the Patriots. Is Scarpa on- buckaholic? Uh, Absolutely. You know that. I'm I'm heading over to the Bucks with my boy Gronk. You know, we're taking our talents to South Beach, or at least nearish South Beach. It'll be a lot of fun.
1: You're up by a a couple hundred miles, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) Episode 95, Philly doesn't make you think of the only baseball player ever to wear 95, Takahito Nomura of the Milwaukee Brewers of 2002. You know what? That definitely is a name that didn't register in my mind
1: immediately. <laughs> but I do have I do enjoy the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, anytime there's a home run that gets hit, the brewer slides down the slide. I think that's a brilliant thing. I have nothing but love for the Milwaukee Brewers.
0: Yes, but I'm super bummed. It used to be that he slid down the slide into a giant vat of Miller beer, but they took that all away about, what, 15 years ago or so, so now he just slides into a slide. The
1: world is getting lame, my friend. I watched a lot of comedies uh, over the course of this COVID pandemic. Watched American Pie. The first three of them, and I'm thinking to myself, will we ever be allowed to have the kind of humor that was displayed in these movies? I don't know. There's a lot of sensitive folk living in the world today, and the world has changed dramatically, and the world will continue to change. But unless you and I evolve, my friend, we're going to go by way of the dinosaurs extinct. And as far as I'm concerned, I am part of the Jurassic period trying to be uh, a part of today's day and age.
0: And that was I a little
1: a pterodactyl. Mini- Think of a Philly pterodactyl in today's day and age. And a scarposaurus rex.
0: A scarposaurus rex. And that was a little mini rants with Philly. There was a little bit of old man get off my lawn in there, in case <laughs> you guys were following along. So, look, you guys know how we like to do our episodes. We've got a little bit of this day in LAFC history. We've got a bunch of LAFC news and notes. And then it's time to talk about another dismantling at the hands of Remy Martin. Of course, the charity challenges that LAFC Gaming have been organizing. Of course, we were supposed to play Sporting Kansas City yesterday. But instead, we get the virtual version today online. It was Remy Martin taking on Alexander of the EMLS circuit for yet another time. They'll actually be facing each other in another three weeks in a very big event on Fox Sports. So that'll be fun to preview what that's going to be like as well. There's Philly previewing what he just had to drink. So Damn straight. Get-
1: we're good. If you were supposed to have a matchup against SKC and we watched the E version of it, I had myself an E tailgate, brother. Why the
0: F not? <laughs> oh, wait. Easy there, Turbo. What's with the Fs? <laughs> We're a family, friendly show. <laughs>
1: family friendly. That's what's up with the F scarf.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Maybe that stays in, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Here we go. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's seamlessly transition like we always do over into this day in LAFC <laughs> history. Just a couple of events on the calendar. We are recording Sunday, May 3rd. It is a beautiful Sunday here in Lawndale, and I'm sure it's just as nice in Burbank. On May 3rd, 2019, last year, LAFC officially announcing a partnership with Dollar Shave Club as their official grooming partner, and most, most season ticket members received that beautiful LAFC razor. I know, Philly, you've got one that you use from time to time. Obviously not in the last couple of weeks or so, but you've got your LAFC razor. On May 4th, May the 4th, that's Star Wars Day for all of you giant nerds out there, Well, on May 4th of last year, LAFC played to a pretty uneventful 0-0 draw against Chicago at Bank of California Stadium. And Philly, of course, that was the last time you were able to see your boy for Chicago play at the bank. That was Bastian Schweinsteiger's last game in L.A. for Chicago.
1: Basti was a beautiful footballer, and there's a lot of people that listen to the show that would probably agree with me. But by the time he made it to this league, his best days were far behind him. It was a privilege getting to see that man play, but again, a shadow of his former self. But the one thing that you and I could always lay claim to, my friend, when having a conversation 20, 30, 40 years from now with some really big football fans, we could say, Sonny, I remember back in the day when I was drinking out of her shoe, I saw Bastian Schweinsteiger at Baker California Stadium, and it was a slobber-knocking because LAFC
0: layeth a smacketh down upon the fire and bust candy rear end. Actually, we tied 0-0, but yes, we can do all yeah, of Yeah, I know, I know. I, As day. I was saying that, I thought <laughs> I realized
1: we tied them. We didn't beat them, but in my mind, we beat everybody always, Yeah, 10 out of 10 times.
0: I like it. And of course, Cinco de Mayo will be the last day that we talk about here on this day in LAFC history. On Cinco de Mayo 2017, a day we all remember well, because that's when LAFC officially announced the signing of Monday Basi Etem the team's second-ever signing, who was immediately loaned out, to Orange County Soccer Club and never heard from again. That's right, LAFC signed a player named Monday, and he was never heard from again after he was loaned out. Also on Cinco de Mayo 2018, in our inaugural season, LAFC ties FC Dallas 1-1, the LAFC debut for Lee Wynn, who just came over via a large deal with New England Revolution. The only goal scored in that game in the ninth minute by a player who I miss in the black and gold very, very much, Stephen Betashore scoring in the ninth minute there in the inaugural season tie against FC Dallas. 1-1 on Cinco de Mayo. And that is the end of this day in LAFC history. But Philly, the day after Cinco de Mayo is going to be an interesting time For most of the teams around Major League Soccer, players now cleared to begin individual practices at training facilities starting Wednesday, May 6th. What say you on that? You played basketball
1: when you were younger, as did I. Do you remember the term pump fake?
0: I do remember pump fake, yes. All right, so describe what, what is your definition of a pump fake? So a pump fake is when you fake like you're going to go up for a shot, hopefully the defender jumps up into the air because of the wonderful fake that you have done, and then you cut to the hole and jam it home, something I've never done. Do you get the feeling
1: that this could be a league-wide pump fake? I think in a lot of ways, it has a lot of positive connotations attached to it. But the reality is we're stuck at home until May 15th. The reality is we don't know if the league is going to commence. And if you go down the list of restrictions and rules that the MLS has given, it makes you think, well, what the heck is the point of this? It's just allowing all our players to basically practice anywhere but home. And we talked about this earlier. Two players can't kick a ball towards each other. The players are not allowed to be inside the facility unless there is a warranted medical reason. Uh, there, the, the rules and the stipulations that go are are are, are very restrictive. And you, you you begin to think, is this just a preemptive, like, give me some excitement in this in this poop storm of news that is occurring? I don't know. I initially got thrilled as a result of this, but then I started to think to myself, and I am not a glass half full kind of guy, but. And in L.A., again, if if it's May 15th, that's one thing. Uh, If the season doesn't start till June, that's another thing. If we don't have games at the bank with people, that's another thing. Is this a pump fake situation, Scarf? I sort of think it is. What do you think?
0: So let me read to you one of the bullet points that Major League Soccer released as part of their protocol for allowing these to happen. Let me read it's one of the last ones by the way. If you go to MLSsoccer.com, you can read this whole article and it is fascinating. You mean Major League Soccer Soccer.com. Yes, MLSsoccer, Soccer, Major League Soccer Soccer.com. Here, here's one of the bullet points, and this is verbatim, which is Latin for you know exactly what the thing says. But clubs, <laughs> clubs will have the use of the outdoor fields at their training facility divided into a maximum of four quadrants per field. and we've been we've been lucky enough to see this field over at the practice grounds. It is a beautiful practice facility that they have out at Cal State, Los Angeles. A maximum of one player per quadrant may participate per training session, and here's my favorite part with no equipment sharing or playing. <laughs> and in parentheses, <laughs> it says no passing or shooting. Between <laughs> players. Okay, so hold on. Hold if on, that's hold not on. a bum fake, then paint me green and call me Gumby. You, you can't pass. You can't shoot. But you can use a ball. But you can't share that ball with any other human that's out there also trying to practice with you. So what we've basically done is just given them a green space to go run around for a little bit. With just four of them, by the way, on this massive soccer field. This is going to be... Really, really interesting. Look, I get all the other stuff. I'm all about this. Restricting the training facility to essential staff only. Sanitation, disinfection for all of the training equipment, for those four balls that you're going to use for the entire time apparently. All the equipment's going to be disinfected and sanitized. That's great. There's a standard screening assessment. That's great. Staggered player staff and arrivals and departures. That's great. Designated parking spaces. I would think they would already have designated parking spaces, but I get what they're doing. There you go. Player use of personal protective equipment from the parking lot to the field, and again on return to the parking lot. Staff use of the appropriate protective personal personal protective equipment. Excuse me. Maintaining distances, hand washing, disinfectant stations. But here's the thing: what are we really going to be able to accomplish during all this? They can't. That's what I'm getting at. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's going to be very, very interesting. It says that the workouts must be conducted in compliance with detailed health and safety protocols created in consultation with medical and infectious disease experts. It will be voluntary, voluntary. So we do have, for instance, Jordan Harvey. Jordan Harvey has a brand new baby at home. Is Jordan Harvey going to really want to put maybe his little baby at risk or the rest of his family, those with kids? I mean, Carlos Vela, we know his wife is pregnant. So Who knows? That's, among other things, something to think about. Also, you know, we're pretty lucky that none of our training staff is up there in age. But some of these other teams, they've got coaches and they've got assistants and they've got training staff who are in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, that's not safe for them to be there either. It's going to be really interesting to see what it means. And I think, Philly, you bring up the best point. And I know the Lakers were looking at this. And I know that LAFC has been looking at this. The stay-at-home order is up on May 15th, but we're allowed to start practicing, quote-unquote practicing, May 6th. Well, what does L.A. do for those nine or ten days? I don't know. And quite honestly, once we get closer to May 15th, Governor
1: Gavin Newsom and Mayor Eric Garcetti are obviously going to address the situation. I just think we're getting a preemptive pump fake. I... Again, I am not a glass half empty guy. If there's anything you know about me is that I am the naively optimistic glass half filled. I will drink it and then fill it again till halfway kind of a guy. But this to me is just a simple pump fake of a situation in order to take some of the negativity off of what's going on. Look, it's not up to Don Garber. It really isn't. All these leagues, they they're voting to want to play. But it's up to the politics, and it's up to the science, and it's up to Mother Nature. We've said this countless times. That's really going to indicate what the story is. And you tell me, with the numbers that came out just over this weekend, the U.S. had its highest death toll on the amount of people that passed away due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Do you really think we're going to have anything positive happening in terms of news for sports in the next couple of weeks? Ah. I don't want to say this, but I'm just not optimistic as of right now. This news to me is just simply a pump fake.
0: I I hear you. I think the one thing that could come out that will be interesting is we're starting to see, like you had mentioned, I think, on the last episode, a lot of different teams on the rest of the parts of the world starting to practice and maybe even possibly getting to play, obviously behind closed doors with no fans and all those other things. And we're going to be able to see how those test cases roll out. We know it didn't go well with South Korea's baseball league, we know it didn't go well in a couple of other places, but now we're another, what, two or three weeks from those incidences. So, so we'll see. And Philly, I want to seamlessly segue, as we always do, to another pump fake, one played by Gareth Bale, I think giving us a little bit of a right. pump fake in the media. He was gushing about how much he loves to come vacation and play golf in Los Angeles. And, of course, Philly, you know how that works on the interwebs. Immediately, the next round of stories is, Well, when will Gareth Bale be coming to either LAFC or Carson? Someone needs to explain to him that Los Angeles and Carson are two different places, but that's fine. We'll do that in another episode. But maybe a pump fake here from Gareth Bale. Could he be coming to LAFC sometime soon? The one thing that we all know that Gareth Bale values over everything else
1: is golf. And there's really only two places that he can legitimately play that year round. And he happened to name one of them during his comments. Obviously, that's going to have the front offices of LAFC and the Galaxy gushing for his services. But could you imagine Gareth Bale on our roster in a couple of years? I don't envision (laughs) this happening anytime soon. Yes, he can't find his place within Real Madrid right now. But he could still go play at Manchester United and still collect... Tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. He stated that he thinks the MLS is a league on the up and still rising. He loves L.A. He comes here. I quote, I love going to Los Angeles on holiday and stuff. Okay. And <laughs> stuff. That and stuff tough. still leaves it open ended. You know, for me, like, I think maybe Beckham can poach him because Florida's is another amazing place to go out and play golf year round. But What's being lost in this narrative is the fact that a player of the talent of Gareth Bale being in this league, and if we get the honor and privilege of getting to see him play, that's pretty freaking awesome. But getting to see him play on the black and gold would be a heck of a lot cooler. And if he doesn't want to alienate Southern California, he will come and play in Los Angeles. He wants to piss the millions and millions off. He goes to Carson point blank.
0: Yeah, Philly, you know, it's kind of interesting. They talk about how in this last World Cup final, Croatia's kind of golden generation reached its peak by, by making the final and by, you know, really coming close to beating France. This is also kind of a golden generation for Wales football as well. Obviously, I bring that up because of Gareth Bale and him playing for Wales. If you look, of the top eight players capped in Wales history, five of them right now are active and playing with the national team. Of course, that being Gareth Bale's national squad. He is the all time leading scorer, 33 goals in 83 matches for Wales. And up until you mentioned it, he was kind of having trouble finding his form recently. But up until very recently, Philly, the guy was averaging a goal every two games for Real Madrid after leaving Tottenham. Everyone thought, oh, will he be able to keep it up? All of his goal scoring exploits that he had at Tottenham. Well, God, he actually increased it for Real Madrid. He is only 30 years old, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves. He turns 31 in July. I think we might see a 35- or a 36-year-old Gareth Bale coming over to LAFC. And you want to talk about somebody, by the way, that will sell out a stadium. If Gareth Bale comes over, I mean, first of all, let's talk about Rich and what he would do to see Tottenham's finest, Gareth Bale, (laughs) In black and gold, oh my goodness, he can't get Larry and the front office staff to open up their checkbooks any faster. That would be incredible to see Gareth Bale in black and gold. But Philly, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Something that did happen, though, that I'm really excited about, Farmer John and LAFC, a partnership made in my kitchen and in heaven. I am so excited for the newest partnership that LAFC has entered into, Farmer John. Philly, Is there anything better than the smell of Farmer John Bacon in the morning?
1: I don't know about Farmer John Bacon, but what I can tell you is Farmer John does the Dodger dogs. And I don't know what it is or the ingredients that they utilize. But a hot dog never tasted any better than being at Dodger Stadium under that tremendous heat (laughs) with a big 32-ounce of Michelada in your hand. God, I'm excited about Farmer John dogs. Like, I don't like dirty water dogs, man. Like, I I grew up in New York City where – God, I feel like I I am – very repetitive about this, but we had hot dog stands on every corner. I think it was Sabret's or whatever. Subrets,
0: man. That's the best one out there. Those Subret sausages. Absolutely. They got
1: nothing on Farmer John, bro. And this is the New Yorker talking about how L.A. hot dogs are better. There's something that they do to those hot dogs. And I don't know what they're going to call them. Black and gold dogs, L.A.F.C. Dog, I don't know. I, I'm just <laughs> trying to think of clever things to call Farmer John dogs. But you know, I'm good with We get hot dogs and farmer's club scarf, and if they were Farmer John, we would probably be more tempted to
0: order more of them. You just – by the way, this has to stay on the episode because everyone is going to hear you say this. You just called it farmer's club, not founder's club. That's (laughs) one of the funniest things that I've heard you say on here. That's fantastic. Freudian
1: (laughs) slip. If they're going to give us popcorn and hot dogs – can't call him Founders Club.
0: You know what I will say, though? It was very nice of what LAFC did this year, obviously, taking care of the food and everything for us and Founders Club. They definitely fixed all of that. But yeah, you bring we love up our a club. You bring up a wonderful point, Philly. I don't know how many Dodger dogs I've eaten over the course of my 37 plus years on this earth, but I know that I should have stock or some ownership piece in the company at this point. I do love me some Farmer John Dodger dogs. They used to have something at Dodger Stadium. And all of my Dodger fan friends out there, you will totally remember this. I miss the Picante dog. The Picante dog at Dodger Stadium was the best thing that they had there. And they stopped making it a couple of years ago. I've heard that you can find it every now and again. But the other thing that actually got me thinking about Philly, Philly, have you ever been to the L.A. County Fair?
1: Uh, I have. In 2017, I—that uh, was the last time I had funnel cakes. That's why <laughs> I remember it so vividly.
0: That actually was my nickname in high school. I think funnel cakes. Um, but uh, while
1: you swam, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> that's how you carb-loaded back in the day.
0: Exactly, exactly. One of my favorite parts of going to the L.A. County Fair is seeing the pig races. If you've ever been to the LA County Fair and seen the pig races-
1: Wait, wait, this is LA? Or are we back in Panda's hometown in Indiana?
0: no, 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 no. These are the LA County Fair pig races. And in a cruel twist of fate, these pig races are indeed sponsored by Farmer John's and-
1: oh, that doesn't seem right to me. No, it
0: gets it gets better. Everyone who goes to the three o'clock pig races, and I've only ever been to the three o'clock. I never stayed for the eight o'clock one because I was usually at like the wine tasting event or something. But everyone- hold up, hold up, hold up, real
1: quick. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't mean to be rude, but this is the second time in twenty in in twelve hours that you've mentioned wine tasting. I have tried to dr- get you to drink wine with me in Founders Club, or Farmer's Club, as I called it earlier, on a number of occasions, and yet you refer to, yet you refer to two wine tastings. What have I missed in these last seven weeks, Scarf?
0: Well, at, in Founders, they, they still do serve the double gin and tonic with lemon, and I don't think I want to start confusing any of our friends that are over there, and so I'm going to stick with what I'm sticking with because it hasn't hurt me so far.
1: Fair but, enough. Thank you for answering that and addressing it. Carrying Yes,
0: on. and Chuck, we're thinking of you, buddy. We miss you. God, I love you, Chuck. We, we miss, we miss you all so of our sucks. friends and founders. Anyways, as you leave the pig races, they, <laughs> of course, they hand you <laughs> right. Can, a can you just say that one more time? Yes, as you leave the pig races... <laughs> what kind of a world are we living in? They hand you a coupon for a free pack of Farmer John Bacon. So that got me to thinking about the L.A. County Fair and how that probably won't be happening this summer. That got me thinking about free bacon. We did have bacon this morning in the in the scarf compound, so that was nice that we were able to, to have some bacon here. But anyway, Farmer John partnering with LAFC. I promise this all has a point. That's why we were talking about it. Farmer John and LAFC partnering together. We do love to mention our friend Alicia Rodriguez over at Angels On Parade, and she put up a vote over the last two weeks for the best player kit and the best keeper kit that we've seen in our franchise history. Clearly, the winner's there for the player kits. With 51% of the vote, Philly, the original black and gold with the red play button, that was the winner with 51% of the vote, 41% of the vote, 41% of the vote going to the newest black and gold kit with the three stripes, and the remaining, what is it, 8%, if I did my math correctly, went to surprisingly, by the way, the concrete and gray kind of striped kit that we have on our away kits this year. So I was surprised that that got as many votes as it did. But what I thought was really cool, Philly, was that the goalkeeper kits, they listed about six or seven different goalkeeper kits that everyone has worn, Tyler Miller, Pablo Cisniega, and Kenneth Vermeer. And Philly, three kits actually finished in a three-way tie each getting 21%. And I thought the three kits that finished in a three-way tie were really interesting. They showed Tyler Miller's light green kit with the dark green sleeves. Mm-hmm. That one got 21%. They showed Pablo Cisniega's yellow kit that they sold with the long sleeves in the store. That got 20%, 21%, excuse me. And then they sold showed Kenneth Vermeer's purple kit. So you have three different goalie kits worn God, by three different kit. goalies. Sick. I love that purple kit. If they sold that purple kit, I would buy it tomorrow. But I just found it interesting that all 3 of our goalkeepers, Tyler Miller, Pablo Cisniega, and Kenneth Vermeer were all represented and all finished with 21% of the vote. Philly, what is your favorite keeper kit?
1: My favorite keeper kit? It's a good question because I do have I only have 2 of them. I have the red one and then I do have the yellow one or the yellowest orange one. We'll call it the Fanta one. Um <laughs> And the reason why I like it so much is because I have our favorite keeper on Defenders of the Banks yes. uh, on this podcast, like his his number, Philip Ejimato, the number 40. Yes, I will take the Fanta Collared Keeper Kit as my favorite because that's the one I have Philip Ejimato on. I love like it. Shout out, Philip. You're the man.
0: I, I will say, I'm going to give a shout out to Blake over at LAFC Central. He wore, and he can fit into it because he's a twig and he's like 15 years old, so whatever. But he wore a game-worn green kit, the one that finished with 21% that Tyler Miller gave him, that was pretty sweet that he was able to get a keeper kit from Tyler Miller. And it's that light green on the front and the forest green sleeves. That is definitely my favorite keeper kit out of any of them that they've worn. But I will say, I don't know if it's the hamburger kit, the Barney kit, the Grimace kit. Yeah, the uh, whatever the oh the grimace grimace was his name right yeah that was the, the purple guy yes yeah the purple guy that's that's the Kenneth Vermeer kit I love that kit it just looks so clean with the long sleeve purple sleeves just that's a cool kit man I like that kit quite a bit I think so,
1: it's fantastic it's got a hint of green on it we, we call it the Joker kit at the end of the day I think it's I think it's dope when that oh, thing it. goes on sale I will get up early to wait in line for a piece of fabric I never do that. Never, ever, 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 ever. But for that one, I will. And actually, you know what? Just to be out of the house in somewhere <laughs> than and somewhere other and Studios, I'll wait in line for anything, man. A Farmer John hot dog to get into the uh, get into a bank, not the bank, but a bank. I just need to get the hell out of the house, man. Cabin
0: fever. <laughs> yeah, you know we were talking about Tyler Miller with the keeper kits. I did want to mention Philly, and I don't know how many of the LAFC fans watched the second week of the Fox Sports EMLS or Major League Soccer FIFA 20 tournament on Fox Sports there. But we had talked about how Tyler Miller was going to be one of the participants in that. Mm-hmm. And he was playing for Minnesota. One of the funniest matches I have ever watched. Now, granted, I've watched, what, a total of maybe 15 of these soccer EMLS matches. on. That is Wink more than Wink. you would ever watch in your life if regular football was happening. Let me just... You're, you're absolutely right, although I would still support Remy Martin, but... It was so much fun to watch Tyler Miller play against, is it Wayne Kuzain? I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly, but Tyler Miller lost 4 nothing for Minnesota, playing as Minnesota, playing with himself in goal. At one point, as he has himself in goal, he yells, come on, keeper, make a save. And things got so bad at the end that Tyler Miller, at the end of the match, wound up subbing out Tyler Miller, At the end of the match, 4-0, he lost, subbed himself out at keeper, and it was a destruction there that Tyler Miller was at the hands of. And then, of course, the EMLS representative there for Sporting Kansas City, Alexander, who we'll talk about in a little bit, he won his match 2-0, but I just thought it was pretty funny to watch Tyler sub himself out of goal at the end of a 4-0 deficit.
1: Tyler Miller got smoked like a pack of cools. It was disgusting in the most disgusting of ways. If I was Tyler Miller's uh, teammate, I would have been like, dang it, why you? Said.
0: <laughs> yeah, that must have been what Carson was thinking after Dio handed uh, Chicha such a big loss when we played them in the first round of the tournament. Philly, one other little bit of LAFC news that I want to mention is Friday, May 8th. The end of this week, if you're listening to this before Friday, May 8th, head on over to LAFC.com and make an appointment for the first blood drive At Bank of California Stadium, in partnership with the Red Cross, there are actually going to be two of these, Friday, May 8th, and Thursday, May 28th, two different blood drives at Bank of California Stadium. And again, in partnership with Red Cross, it's by appointment only. So you need to make sure that you make your appointment if you would like to go give blood. A bunch of our different LAFC partners will be out there giving away snacks and food and taking care of all of our volunteers as well. I think there's like 100 gift bags for all the volunteers that will be out there. And this is just kind of a personal thing for me as well. I mean, I use blood products every other day in my life. A lot of you that don't know, I do have a blood disorder, and I give myself an injection of blood-made medicine. It's made from plasma, actually. Um, I have something called hemophilia type A. And uh, I am missing a protein in my blood that helps my blood clot. And I can only receive that protein in my medication because of events like this. Blood drives all across the nation right now are really, really hurting. Blood banks, blood drives really need our support. So please head on over to Bank of California Stadium Friday, May 8th for the blood drive in partnership with the Red Cross.
1: No doubt. A couple other little bits of LAFC news. I wanted to uh, recognize one of the LAFC groups out there. LAO, they had an amazing banner that they created. And it had their logo on it, and it stated, Honk for LA's Heroes. Yep. Amazing, amazing banner. I want to give a shout-out to Raul and Francisco and the rest of LAO. You all created an unbelievable banner that you hung up. Amazing. The other part of it that I wanted to address is overnight, (laughs) the LA part of it, which was done along the lines of the LAFC logo, was cut out. And we don't really have to play a guessing game as to whose supporters probably cut that off. And as disrespectful as it may be, I simply want to state the following. If you have haters, you're doing something well. You're only going to strike nerves if you're doing something positive. And if you create something and somebody wants to be a bastard and cut it for you and completely disregard it, then you're doing the right thing. What you created was great. What the 3252 does is great. What the culture does is great. There are so many tremendous things that are – Black and gold community do, and I would be remiss to record this podcast without recognizing the amazing efforts done by LAO, done by the 3252, bravo, bravo, it was an amazing banner.
0: Yeah, it was a bummer to see both the LA and of course the LAO logo cut out there in honk, it was a honk if, or honk for LA's heroes, a real bummer that they would do that, I think, you know, we might have an idea about 13 miles away where those people came from, but we have no proof, of course. But how cool is that, that they were able to pull that together, and you know the the amount of love that we're showing to our, our heroes out there in LA, pretty cool right now. So that was really cool by LAO, um, Thought that was neat. And Philly, I, I do want to mention one other thing before we get into the matchup with Alexander and Remy Martin. We've started something kind of cool on our Instagram, and it was pretty much the brainchild of a couple of different people who sent us some stuff, but the name behind it was one of the cooler things that I think we've done. I don't normally toot our own horn very often, but the <laughs> normally name-
1: glorify the left foot of Carlos Vela.
0: No, I do that all the time, actually, and <laughs> proudly so. Thank you. But the the one thing that I do want to mention about this dude the, the name for it was pretty smart. I got to hand it to you. First of all, I'm really surprised LAFC hasn't thought of something like this. Not that we uh, were early to this party at all, because we're about oh three years in to Bank of California Stadium being the cathedral of the black and gold. But what a great name! If you've got your favorite memories, your favorite videos, your favorite moments that you have captured at Bank of California Stadium, please send us over to our Instagram, and we will be able to put those up over the course of the next few weeks. We'll be displaying all of your moments on the stories, and the name that you came up with, Philly, absolutely brilliant, Memory Bank, like with a C, at the end of bank, you know, like the bank of California stadium. We plan what an awesome name. I love it so much. Now a lot of people might not know. I've come up with the name defenders of the bank. And I thought that was, you know, possibly the best named thing that we have going on a lot of what we do here on this podcast. I don't know if that's true anymore. I absolutely love the name memory bank.
1: Oh, hush. The fact that our podcast is create called defenders of the bank. You still take the taco on that. I'm just adding the tertiary creativity As of late
0: I love it I'll take tacos anytime I can get them one more bit of LAFC
1: news that I wanted to uh, highlight real quick. I'm sure you have seen the interview Mark Anthony K. had with Julio Ramos, El Chiva Mayor. I, you have seen him around Bank of California Stadium. He was among the earliest of supporters. And he's been an integral and big part of the creation of the 3252 and the black and gold community. And the reason I bring him up. Now, check out 90 plus culture. Now the reason I am telling you to do this, and I'm going to read this off Ninety Plus Culture's post. Unfortunately, it is the with the uttermost sadness that we ask for your support once again for our dear friend and mentor, Julio Ramos. Ninety Plus Culture has teamed up with him in order to help support Julio's father, Don Chava's medical expenses, as he is fighting for his life. To help support Julio and his family, 90 Plus has created a special edition design to raise funds to help him and his family. 90 Plus Culture will be creating a limited edition t-shirt and a sticker with all proceeds that are going to go to Julio and his family. Pre-orders will be released shortly, but please check out 90 Plus Culture, El Chiva Mayor, Julio. Part of D9U, big part of the 3252, one of the capos. If you haven't seen him, then you clearly don't go to Bank of California Stadium enough. Check out 90 Plus Culture. Check out the GoFundMe for him. We stand shoulder to shoulder. We want to help support Julio and his and his family's
0: time of need. So go check that out. That is my message for now. No, you're absolutely right, Philly. I've got five stickers coming already, courtesy of 90 Plus and the uh, website and the drive for Julio. Really happy to have ordered those five stickers. And, you know, look, it's it sounds silly that you're able to help somebody through this terrible time and through everything that Julio's going through just by buying some stickers. But I was more than happy to do it. I mean, are you kidding me? These are $2 a sticker. And they're help sick. Out. They're, they're really cool stickers. You can help out Julio's family. You know, this is someone Julio will literally do whatever it takes for you. He is Without a doubt, part of the lifeblood and heart and soul of not just our supporters' culture, but the entire club. He has been there since day one. He has been in the locker room when we won the Supporters' Shield. He has been on the field with these players, not during the game because that would get him kicked out of the stadium, even Julio. But he is one of those people that does every single thing that he can for this club. So absolutely right. Please help out Julio as best you can. The seamless... Translation is, someone else who needed as much help as they could have possibly needed was Alexander of EMLS, Sporting Kansas City. It was victory day yet again for Remy Martin. Remy in a little two-game tournament, a home and away, a little bit like the uh, the old MLS playoff days of yore. A little home and away match between Remy Martin, of course, our EMLS representative, And Alexander, which is Sporting Kansas City's EMLS representative. Of course, we know all the accolades for Remy Martin. Fifth in EMLS standings. 50 goals scored on the year. A plus 22 goal differential. Alexander, four spaces below Remy Martin in ninth. He has amassed 43 points through this part of the season for EMLS. Only 12 wins on the year. Still just five losses. He has a couple more draws. He has scored one goal less over the course of his EMLS season, 49 goals, but he's given up seven or eight, actually, excuse me, goals more than Remy has. So a little bit more porous on defense and Philly, that would come to fruition today. These two have played each other once before. It was round one or series one of the EMLS calendar. They played each other to a 3 3 tie in round seven of the EMLS Series 1 event. And Philly, the fun part about this is this was just a little appetizer. They're going to play each other in three weeks in the semifinals of the Fox Sports FIFA 20 tournament. Indeed, and Alexander is no slouch. The kid is one of
1: the best North American FIFA players that is around. In 2018, he was the only player from the U.S. to make it to the FIFA E World Cup pretty good talent, clearly a kid on paper that would give Remy Martin more of a run for his money than, but I am the wackest
0: seven from the previous weeks. (laughs) Yeah, we've seen the only person who really gave him a a lot of headaches was Extra, and we will get to see a matchup hopefully. Yeah, yes, exactly. We'll get to see a matchup hopefully later on in the Fox Sports FIFA tournament with them later on, but... You know, you could really see, Philly, from the very start of everything, that Alexander was far more content to sit back and play in a defensive posture, in a defensive role, and then try to score on the counter. And Philly, it was just a two-game series, and this one scored on aggregate, so it mattered how much you won by going from game to game. A little different than some of the other little mini tournaments here that Remy has played in so far. And I was a little worried, Philly, when 12 minutes into the first match and, you know, Max and Rogo talked about this player at length in the lead up to the matches. Alan Pulido, one of the best players in Chivas Guadalajara's history, now currently obviously playing for Sporting Kansas City, scores easily in Alexander's first real chance of the match. 12 minutes in, we're down one nothing, And I thought, oh, Remy's in for a little bit of a rude awakening. You mentioned it, Philly. The only american player to make it into the finals of that tournament you're absolutely right but it took what five minutes philly for a terrible and this would be a theme later on in the second game for a terrible giveaway by alexander intercepted carlos feller receives the pass and finishes it into the back of the net and just like that philly were tied 1-1 just 17 minutes in and it was a fun little matchup
1: it was and you're an academic scarf now okay. you would know from a physics perspective that every action causes an equal, if not bigger, reaction. And you're right. Despite the fact that Polito and Alexander struck first in the twelfth minute, Remy Martin and Carlos Vale quick counterpunched back. And not too long. After that, we had Adama Diamande flossing with a one-arm push-up. And the reason (laughs) being is because 12 minutes after Carlos Vela scores, Dio and Remy Martin put LAFC ahead. Two to one. And we're going to talk about a couple other situations that have occurred. But in reality, this game was won within the first 29 minutes, which in the world of FIFA was probably three minutes and
0: 25 seconds. That's all it took for Remy Martin to take out Alexander. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Just a couple minutes before that, one of the most beautiful through balls I've seen on FIFA 20 that found Dio... But they couldn't make anything happen, unfortunately. So I thought, oh, man, he just missed a really good opportunity. But you're right. Five minutes later and really put the hammer down for the rest of the half. We're talking about a save that had to be made by Tim Milia on Vela in the 40th and a save that had to be made on Dio in the 44th. You really felt the momentum there for Remy playing the entire first half downhill, it seemed, after that first goal by Alan Pulido. Vela banging one off the post right after the halftime break. 73rd minute, you get another one, a big save by Tim Melia on Raito. 76th minute, Vela called offside, so there was no goal. And really, you're talking about the first 80 minutes or so. Yeah, there was a, a possession or two that was dominated by Alexander, but for the first 80 minutes... What a job done by Remy Martin. And then what we saw, which would be the theme for the entire second game, Philly, closed out the first game. Incredible defense yeah. by the normally offensive-minded Remy Martin. He closes down the first game 2-1. And and Philly, we talked about it, that second match, and it was a defensive struggle.
1: Without a doubt, it was a defensive struggle. And quite honestly, the only thing that Alexander had working against him was fate. Because as we go into game two, nothing really occurred until the 26th minute. SKC and Shalloway and Alexander hit the post. That was the first heart attack that we had. In the 32nd minute, Sporting Kansas City had another near goal. And just like that, he is applying the pressure on Taremi Martin. Big time. And that led us into the half. 0-0. Zero, 0 Alexander clearly changed his strategy up a bit, and it showed. He had more control of the game to, in the second round than he did in the first, and it clearly showed. And unfortunately, he just did not have the ability to put it in the back of the net. We can talk philosophy all you want, ladies and gentlemen, but at the end of the day, it's the results that matter. Everything leading up to the results means nothing unless you score, and he did not score. And pretty much for the next five minutes, which equates to 45 minutes in FIFA gameplay, he still did not score. Now, starting the second half, Scarf, the one change that Remy Martin made in his lineup is he put in Bradley Wright Phillips in for Dio and immediately starting the second half, Bradley Wright Phillips was
0: knocked with an offside. Yeah. He was a little eager coming out of the gate. Uh, Bradley He was was feeling froggy.
1: He wanted to jump scarf,
0: right? That's a duck,
1: never mind, not a frog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you had farm noises on the Defenders of the Bank bingo card, please mark that one off now. Yeah, 54th minute BWP offside. He was trying to get a quick one there coming on for Adama Diamande. 57th minute Pablo with a great save, but Philly, I thought it was all over in the 87th minute. Felipe Gutierrez, I don't know how he missed this one wide. But, oh, my goodness, I think Max calls it the the foot ratings, right, or the the Hmm. foot numbers. I don't know what Felipe Gutierrez is, but it wasn't good enough to score from, what, inside the 18 for sure. And you felt like, okay, Alexander is really going to have to do something here to get one back right at the end. But if you give Remy Martin an inch, he will take a mile. And 90th minute, I mean... What was Alexander doing? If you go back on the replay, it was a beautiful pass from Tim Melia right to Carlos Vela. And Vela finds the back of the net. He was, what, 10 yards away on the show, had the entire side. And if you give Carlos Vela an inch, it's going to the back of the net. When you give him a quarter of the goal, it's a no-doubter. Carlos Vela putting the nail in the coffin, sending Alexander back home to virtual Sporting Kansas City, which is, by the way, in Missouri. For any of you wondering out there, including good old number 45 there, it's in Missouri. So yeah. losing one nothing once again is Alexander winning on aggregate 3-1. Yep. Philly, I want to ask you one other little bit of strategy there. Now, you and I aren't nearly as versed into why we should be putting which E LAFC players instead of which actual LAFC players out there. But something that was mentioned in the aftermath, while Max Tristan and Robo were talking, well, they talked about Tristan Blackman being only what a 58, but they talked about too, Philly, in neither match was Latif blessing off of the bench. There was no Latif in these two matches. And I just wonder, is there, does that have something to do with Alexander and the way that he plays? Does that have something to do with what Remy is seeing in the play? But can you imagine, Philly? Going two straight matches without seeing any of the Starman playing on the the right, the left, the middle, wherever it is that he plays?
1: I might demand a refund to any of those games if I don't have the ability to see the Starman, the Teeth Blessing, playing. Yeah, I I, I don't understand the strategy. I don't understand the video games. And quite honestly, I don't even know the player ratings. I don't know how they're determined. Uh, From what I've been hearing, Tristan Blackman is unfairly ranked with a 58 I don't even know what that means. But, yeah, if it was real life and Latif didn't play for two straight games and he wasn't hurt, I'd demand a refund.
0: Especially <laughs> against his old team. You know he wants to perform well against sporting Canada. Yeah, he won an open cup with SKC, him and Benny the Jet. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, as we know that from trivia... By the way, thank you. Shout out to our friend Al and everybody out there who works on You and I took media. care of Biz on Tuesday, bro. I mean, I wasn't going to mention anything. but Philly, Oh, come you... on.
1: Why not? Let's let's toot our own horns because we don't do that on the show, apparently.
0: We've, we've already done that once today. I've already tooted your horn once, but I might as well do it again. In the second round of this last trivia competition, it was indeed What is it, LAFC1533? What sad facade are you hiding behind on your trivia name over there?
1: Honestly, I don't even know. I'm incognito. I guess I just didn't log in and I chose whatever they gave me. I think it's 1533. And that number has no significance towards me. It's just a randomly generated username.
0: All right, so here's the deal, everybody. You ready for this? We want you, after you listen to this episode, please respond on our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is you have please give us suggestions for what Philly's LAFC trivia name Oh, God, should I'm going to be, be horrified. Yeah, well, here's the thing, Philly. From minute one, I've put my name out there. Everybody sees LAFC underscore the scarf. It's my, my same handle for everything else. You neglected to do that, LAFC 1533. So this is the bed you made, Philly. So now you have to lie in it. All of our listeners out there, please tweet us out or please DM us your suggestions for Philly's LAFC trivia name. In fact, we may even have to come up with a post about this because I've got some some screenshots. I've got some screenshots of the trivia in which you finished. Now, it says you finished second, but you finished second to Yuli, and Yuli can't win, so you won. So congratulations on that second round win for you. And now what you have done, Philly, is unfortunately you've brought upon this monster to your doorstep, and and I'm going to let it in. So there you go.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And quite don't honestly, care. you say I made the bed. I'm not trying to have others wet the bed for me. I just I'm not a fan <laughs> of this idea.
0: Well, it's happening. So again, find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Remember at Defenders of the Bank, on Instagram and Facebook, and at Twitter at Defend the Bank, please hit up us with your suggestions for Phillies LAFC trivia name.
1: Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: I will end the recap
1: of this game by, <laughs> since you happily digressed into something else, I will say that Remy Martin and LAFC showed up the show me state. Do you know what that means, Scarf?
0: Ooh, I like it. The, the show me state, that's Missouri. Correct. Um, if it, you've it's... ever
1: been to Missouri... If you ever cross the border, if you ever witness some of their earlier license plates, Missouri likes to refer to themselves as the show me state. And the only legit reason I can find on the intermo webs is as follows. It's the devotion of its people to simple common sense Devotion of its people to simple common sense. That is why Missouri is referred to me as the show me state. But the only thing that happened for the show me state is they got shown. Up with Remy Martin and LAFC. I kind of wanted go. to end it on that way. I,
0: I I will say the the other motto was already taken. It's called misery for a reason. I think was the other one. That <laughs> no, that's
1: brilliant. On. That's but, a hot uh,
0: but but there you go. So so much for the Show Me State showing us how to play FIFA 20 Philly episode 95. We are just five episodes away from the big hundo. Really excited for that to be coming up. We might. You know, depending on how this all goes, we might have a little more relaxed social distancing measures by then, although you and I both certainly doubt it. But we'll see. We've got lots of fun stuff planned for 96 through 100. So please keep on listening. We really appreciate all of you, especially during these times, taking about an hour out of your day to hang with the defenders of the bank, Philly and the Scarf. And you guys know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.